Well, the young stars couldn't get it done, so we had to bring in the PTOs. Dylan and Chris from Armchair GM Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's get into it. So, Dylan, uh, was it doom and gloom in Penticton? I don't think it's doom and gloom. I mean, it's just the Young Stars game. It's not, I mean, of course they want to win the games and all that type of stuff, but it's more to see what you have and, and stuff like that. You know, it's, you know, most of these guys have never played together before. Uh, you know, the, the other team's guys haven't really played before either for the most part. So there's that, but it's it's whatever, you know. Um, I watched a couple of the games. I was really impressed with some parts, not impressed with any with others. We'll we'll get into that. Did, did you watch any of it? I caught bits um in between uh family outings, gatherings, that sort of thing. Um Fair enough. Mostly watching on my phone over in the corner, trying to sneak sneak a peek, you know. Fair enough. The games were generally while well, I was trying to sleep before I have to go to work because midnight's a ridiculous time to work, but that is what it is. Um, I, I hear that is the best time to pick up a John anyways. So, I mean, you, you have a schedule, you got to keep to it. Yeah. No wonder I'm so broke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Um, I, uh, I watched the games and for anyone that watched the games, you know, Dustin Wolf stole the show in, in the first two games, at least. They played Chechilev the third game, mm-hmm. but the the first two games, Dustin Wolf stole the show for the Flames. He was outstanding, very, very good. And uh, what I was m- most impressed with was not not even his reflexes and shit like that, but his uh, his tracking and like, which is actually fun, funnily enough, something that we've talked about with. Vladar sometimes Vladar's positioning is great, but he just has no fucking idea where the puck is. <laughs> it just hits him. But Dustin Wolf seems to always know where the puck is, and also his um, rebound direction. So he he wasn't putting too many rebounds out front. They're like any rebound that had to happen was going into the corner. Yeah, that's so that's I was kinda... really impressed with that. Goalies that are uh, smaller than than league average, that's kind of how they have to play, right? Yeah. If you're, if you're big like Vladar, you can be, you know, somewhat out of position and not where the puck, you know, not not know where the puck is. It's mm-hmm. likely going to hit you, right? Mm-hmm. Where where somebody like Wolf has to know where that puck is because he does not take up very much of that net. Yeah. yeah. Kiprasov was like that too. Right? His his tracking was great. I mean. <clears throat> Obviously, we're not comparing Wolf to Kiprasov. Um, no, no. But, uh, but no, no, I'm not. I'm, yeah, <laughs> y- you know me tempering expectations with yeah. uh, with young players, uh, especially goalies, yeah. is pretty key. Otherwise, you're just uh, expecting something like I expect him to be an NHL goalie, but I'm not gonna go go out here and say, oh, he's gonna be our starter next year because that's just fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, I think he's got an NHL job eventually. 
I, I mean, I, I believe so. All the signs are looking good. You know, as long as he keeps working on his development, there's no reason why he can't make, you know, the, the NHL in, you know, two years, I'll say two years. Absolutely. You know, as, as a backup and, and, uh, see, you know, see what the kids got, uh, on, on the go. I mean, he's, he's, he's uber talented, which is great. Um, you know, we, but we've, we've had, uh, high expectations with goalies in, in our system for, for many years now. And tell you what, it's just, it's been. Should scary. we go through a list or should we skip it? No, no, nope, I don't, nope, I, don't nope. I don't, I don't need to relive any of it actually. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Starting with. Just Oreo. saying John Gillies didn't play too, too horrible for New Jersey last year, but also not very good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyways. So, so with 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 that on the on on the tournament in Penticton, we had to bring in. Uh, well, we brought in what three three PTOs, one of three which uh, one of which I know you and I both kind of were hoping that we were going to sign uh, the guy anyways as as you know our, our sixth, uh, seventh. sixth seventh seventh yeah defenseman in uh, Michael Stone. Um, you know, he just keeps proving year after year that he has tremendous value and, and signing these, these one, one year, $1 million contracts are, you know, you know what? I, I love it. Cause come playoffs when, when your top, uh, one of your top defensemen goes down and Michael Stone can jump into the, into the games and not skip a beat and, and look like he's been there all year. Why not? You know? Yeah. That, that's what you need. I mean, He's not signed yet, but I, I feel like it's it's coming, especially considering the um, uh, media thing they did in Vegas a couple a uh, couple days ago. They had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they take the pictures with the players and spotlights and all that type of nonsense there, and they had Stone in a Flames jersey there. So I was kind of like, huh, that that's that's interesting. Well, I mean, he's been skating with the team. He's he's part of the team, right? Yeah. Um. So if if they can get a deal done, you know, which I again I I don't see why not. You know, his last three contracts have been seven hundred, seven hundred, and seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So clearly, very team friendly. Um, and it kind of all stems from his from his buyout uh, contract, right? So he he had money coming to him every year up until last year so so it's not like it was a great need for money um but you can tell he still has a great love for the game and 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 clearly the the players like playing with him and like being around him and and he likes the city and his his family is you know built a life here and doesn't want to leave from what it seems yeah exactly yeah exactly you know i mean obviously we, we don't expect him to be in the top four um or, or five for that matter but i mean he, i think he's a top top four defenseman on certain teams mm-hmm. top five defenseman on many teams but he's yeah. he's our seventh so but he would be if he signed yeah 100 percent. i mean he's not he's not huge on on points or anything like that he's just a, a fantastic stay-at-home defenseman um and he play, can rip bombs i love his slap shot you know, we we've been talking about it for a few years now. That you know, yeah. Why doesn't he get more power play time? When he's when he's there, he should. And he got a couple of looks last year, and like, mm-hmm. remember, I can't remember who blocked some. Like some guy blocked like four of his shots on on one penalty kill, right. and then 
and then he uh, just like sidestepped the guy and shot again and scored. And it was just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy just did a whole bunch of work for nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, he played 11 games last season during the regular season, um, had uh, one power play goal and one power play assist. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's getting a little bit of love there, which is, which is great. Um, well-deserved in, in my opinion, always, mm. uh, always love me some, uh, some, some stone, stone on the back end. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a great uh, PTO in 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 my uh, in my opinion. Me too, and I I feel like uh, there's. I know that the players are all you know in Calgary for camp and all that type of stuff, and it kind of makes a trade not seem very likely. But mm-hmm. between that and some of the other PTOs we got, which we'll talk about in a second here, it kind of seems like there could be something happening because currently there's not a whole bunch of space for stone or for for that case um yeah sunny milano who we'll talk about next sunny milano coming off a career year playing with one of the most highly anticipated rookies of the nhl before that third liner yep that's what he is, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, not at all. As long as you're not expecting, you know, somebody and you know, we've had lots of guys on our team who people have been like, Oh, this guy's supposed to play with Monaghan and Gaudreau. And it's like, no, this guy is a fucking career third liner, so yeah. let's not expect eighty points out of him. Let's expect thirty points out of him. Yeah. I mean he's twenty six years old. Um, you know, career or over his career, he has 81 points in 197 games. Yeah. He is what he is. Um, yeah. My uh, my only hope is that there isn't any consideration on paying a guy over one, you know, one decent season, right? You know, I'd be I'd be okay with like 1.2 maybe for him, something like that, which for one, be- one year, just <laughs> as a try it. But – also, like that's not a position we need filled, but at the same time, the way I look at PTOs is these guys have to work their way mm-hmm. into the lineup. They have to work their way into getting a contract, so they have to outwork and be better than all of the guys who are already, or several of the guys who are already under contract. Yeah, and if he does that. And why not fucking give him a contract? Yeah, no, agreed. You know, right. if he if he busts if he busts his ass and and does what's expected in in training camp, then sure. You know, if he wins a spot, absolutely pay him the one two. I agree with the one two, which is a five hundred thousand dollar pay decrease from what he had uh, the last two seasons. Um, but you know what? Quite frankly, um, there needs to be more. Um, you know, last year, mm-hmm. last year, you, you know, he was injured. Do you remember what his injury was last year? Milano? Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't even know if it was an injury, but he only played six games. Sonny Milano. Yeah. Really? I thought he played more last or the year before. The sorry, the 2021 season, he only played six games. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about because i know he was (laughs) he played a lot of games with zegris last year yeah he played 66 games last last year 34 points 14 goals 20 assists yeah 
Yeah. So uh, third line minutes or third line um, numbers. Yeah. And even like Zegris was what? Second line? Yeah. The, yeah. They were playing second line minutes. Yeah. And and Zegris is, is a phenom of, you know, between the legs, lacrosse and all that type of stuff fame. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, and, and Milano is used to, you know, 13 to 15 minutes a game. Sounds like a great third liner, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the only problem is we have lots of those. And that's the thing. What what we need on our team is a first liner to bump Mangiapane into Foley down to where they're supposed to be, where right. where they fit the best. That's right. Second Instead of line. trying to put a second or third liner on the top line. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that's my whole thing. Um, but whatever. I mean, again, if he outworks, you know, Dubay or or whoever else might be on that on that spot or or Lewis or whoever, then and he earns himself a you know a fourth or third line spot, then I wouldn't hate it. Yep. Yep, I agree. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. Obviously, with training camp coming in, we need more competition. Um, do we play a split? split squad game this year i don't know that we do i'm not sure i haven't actually looked at the the preseason thing but usually usually they do but i'm not sure if they do this year um but cody eakin is the other guy on pto we we do play one on september 25th against the Canucks. okay so you need two full rosters for that basically yeah so yeah i mean it makes sense and you know stone makes sense too because we don't really have that many you know enough defense right like to play to have two full full teams <laughs> right um but yeah i uh as far as cody eakin's concerned i don't think he's gonna get a contract um again if he outworks fucking kevin rooney then he outworks kevin rooney and that's fine Um, but I also kind of see this as, you know, I remember that year Versteeg had a professional tryout with the Oilers and ended up signing with us. Mm -hmm. I feel like Eakin's going to have a tryout with us and sign somewhere else because there's just not a whole shit ton of room for him. And he probably wants to play and not be sitting for, you know, most of the year. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's 31 years old. Um, so he still has game left in his career, I would I would think. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with his third line game, but again, it's just we we've got this log jam of third liners or bottom six, I'll call them. Um, yeah. In 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 our system, so yeah, I agree. I I can't see him getting a contract if he if he takes one away from somebody that has one. Great. Yeah. You know, and like Milano's a, a playmaker, right? Like he's he's more of a of a third line scorer, whereas Egan's like a face off specialist that you know guy you might want to have playing defense, even though he's got a pretty horrific plus minus career career rating. But at the same time, you know, you've got like to me the kind of the spot that a um Cody Eakin would have to take would be Lewis or Rooney. And that's it. Yeah. 
Whereas oh, Milano is more of a, you know, Dubé type of, a, yeah. you know, somebody you want to pitch in offensively a little bit and, and also be pretty okay on the other end of the ice. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, frankly, I, my personal opinion, I'd rather have Lewis on my team than, than Eakin, but. Oh, me too. Yeah, so we'll see. Me too. We'll see. I thought, I thought Lewis had a very, very strong last half of the season maybe maybe three quarters even of the season he had a pretty rough start but then he then he started playing pretty good and you know i've heard lots of people shitting on the fact that we picked him up again and i was just like he was a very good very good penalty killer for us and he was really good for us in the uh in the uh playoffs as well absolutely he was he was one of maybe three to four players that really stood out in in my opinion for the entirety of our of our postseason last year him and backland and yeah as Pedro maybe you know I mean obviously the 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 first series Johnny really stood out um Kachuk stood out for all the wrong reasons in the first series um yeah um and then of course Johnny really stood out in that last game against Edmonton there at the end of the game. At the very end of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but no, I mean Lewis really I mean he was he was solid. Yeah. Right, through the whole thing. He was just he was very consistent, um, picked up some points and did everything asked of him in in, in his two hundred foot game that he's that he's reasonably good at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shall we take a break and hear a word from DraftKings? DraftKings. Yeah, let's do it. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and some restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So there was one more thing that happened the other day that we don't really have the official uh, word yet. But according, you know, generally when you have um, everybody from uh, Elliot Friedman to... Eric Francis for fuck's sakes and and Pat Steinberg and you know a lot of people are saying that the Flames have Brett Ritchie already signed but we haven't heard the actual contract yet like like it's not official so we don't know but um, I think uh, again a lot of people are shitting on the idea that this you know why would we bring richie back at 800k which is what it's supposed to be you know 800k times times one year and for me and i i think you feel the same way but but if you want to talk about it you can um having somebody 
who can punch faces and honestly isn't isn't a bad fourth liner at fifty thousand dollars more than minimum league minimum is not a big deal to me. He can sit for several games. He can come in, you know, having somebody to cover if Lucic goes down or gets moved or, or something like that is yeah. very important as well. Um, so I don't hate it. And I'd much rather him be a flame than an oiler, which was the other option. So, well, that's right. Because, you know, if he signs with another team, there's going to be that stick and stick up the ass mantra. And he's going to be coming in trying to hit everything that moves, trying to fight anybody that will potentially go. Yeah. And not really interested in, in, in losing any of our guys in the penalty box for the likes of Brett Ritchie. Yeah. But, um, that being said, I mean, aside from his extreme lack of production as far as points go, I I like how he how he plays the game as far as physicality, and I mean, he's certainly not afraid to to uh, drop the gloves with you know anybody that I've seen. Yeah. So, you know, at at eight hundred thousand dollars, if that if that in in actually ends up being the case, so be it. Yeah. No, as long as it's like, you know, sub 1 million for him, I'm absolutely perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Last um, last year he was at 900,000, so I mean, drop him down a little bit because I mean, obviously if you play 41 games and get uh 4 points, um you you're just not going to be making the same. Yeah. You're going to have to come down a little bit. That's that's just the way it is. So, and you see that's a bottom 6 role I think that we need filled. Right? Somebody don't, with toughness, right? Some we don't need the bottom six face-off guy or whatever. You know, we we need the bottom six. You know, we have Luch, but we need backup for Luch. You know, should he go down? You know, he's aging or whatever. That that that's the way I look at it. But uh, and and Richie's not going to play a all the games. You know, he never does. He's going to sit in the press box half the time. And also, I. From what I was hearing, it's a two-way deal, so you could save money by sending them down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, but you know that that is what it is. Um, I wanted to bring it back to prospect camp a little bit because I, I uh, touched on Wolf there. You know, obviously he had a great camp, but there was a couple of other guys who really impressed me, um, as well as some guys who didn't impress me that I was excited for. Um. And let's let's start off with start off with the negative. I know um I know you were saying this about Peltier without even really seeing it, but I I like obviously like most people were paying pretty high attention to Jacob Peltier, and he went off on a couple breakaways and and played pretty good on the PK. I'll give him that, but he got knocked off the puck in against kids. Mm-hmm. Like really fucking fast. Like he touched the puck for one or two seconds and got knocked off the puck several times. It was very noticeable. Um, I still think he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. But I think another year in the AHL and maybe some time in the gym could help him out. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, we already have two guys on our roster in the NHL that are that are similar to that style where they get get pushed off the off the puck too easily for my likings. 
Yeah, and and people that watch a lot of Stockton games, I know you're talking about Dubé and Mangiapane, right? That's exactly the two names that came to my mind, yeah. Yeah, and that's Absolutely. that's what people have been, you know, people who watched lots of Stockton games mm-hmm. last year. I only watched a, you know, a handful, but he, uh, a lot of them are saying that he kind of projects out to be kind of a Mangiapane-ish type player. Yep. And I think we've got, like you said, we've got two two guys who get knocked off the puck easy. So let's not add another one quite yet and hope that he can develop in the AHL a little better. Yep. Um, yep, absolutely. The, uh, you know, I, you know, smaller guys coming in into the league obviously have, you know, a pretty tremendous weight on their shoulders. Right. I mean, the, the league is big. The, the league is tough. So if you're not big, you sure as fuck better be tough. Oh, absolutely. Right. It's, I couldn't agree more. You know, you, you have, you have to be that. And, you know, I, hopefully he gets to that level. That'd be great. And then he can come in and show us what he's made of. Yeah. Um. I mean, nobody else really stood out for like bad reasons for me. And honestly, Peltier wasn't bad. He just wasn't, you know, he was supposed to be the guy on our team who, um, stood out, you know, and and he stood out for not great reasons a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to switch it over to some some of the guys who really impressed me. Um, and Connor Zary, and not even just in his play, which I'll get to in a second, but he looks like he put on, you know, the the good kind of weight. And he sounds like he's matured a lot and he sounds like he's really ready to go. Um, and he's like his, his game was really good. He played heavy. He won faceoffs. He, um, I know he projects out to be kind of a, a second or third line center. And that's what you want from your second, third line center, you know, yep. um, heavy game. He, he was pretty, pretty solid defensively. Um, you know the team couldn't score a goal to save their life, but he seemed to be all over. Um, you know, driving the net. I noticed a couple times he drove the net pretty good, and um, yeah, I was quite impressed with Sari, especially after losing half a season of uh, of you know, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, development like, develop yeah development in the 2021 season right um because yeah he only played nine games that year last year he played 53 with 25 points um he's he is just 20 exactly so i mean i i'm obviously i'm not expecting him to to make the roster this year but oh me neither no. like like if he's if he's putting in the work then awesome you know that's that's really all you can ask for um yep yeah. You know, no. Same, and and same same with Jacob, right? Like if he if he puts in the work, because he's another one. He's he's not, you know, he, he's he's played one one year in the age AHL. Exactly. So I mean, he's got years. He's twenty one years old. You know, did mm-hmm. he? You know, he had you know basically point per game season in his first year of the AHL. So do one more of those and come on up. You know, get ready to play with the big boys and and uh, let's see what you got, right? Absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. 
those guys, you know, they've another year, two, three in the AHL full time, getting, you know, top six top line minutes. I'd probably do them wonders, do their confidence wonders. You know, maybe the odd call up to see what they got. If if we That's run right. out of players or whatever, would be just fine with me. Or if things get stale and we need youth injection or whatever, that that would be that would be perfectly fine. But well, and, not... and having them in Calgary, so Daryl can actually, you know, on on an off night, can go and watch them play and and do his own scouting live, right? Yeah, I think that'll be huge. Yeah. Speaking of huge. Um, did you notice Adam Klapka at all in the games that you did watch? I did. Um, in the game against Edmonton, I noticed a couple of uh, interesting um, plays in the corner. He he seems extremely strong. <laughs> you hope so. He's playing against kids, and he's six foot seven. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was watching him push. I can't. I, I have no idea who he was pushing around on on Edmonton, but it was. I. I mean, I'm I'm literally playing uh, playing cards with my my wife and daughter, and I'm, I've got my phone set up there, to which my wife was giving me help because, you know, it's family game night, and, mm-hmm. and I'm watching hockey because I'll that's be fair. You, that that's fair. I mean, <laughs> the fact that you're watching hockey on family game night is fair. Well, fuck. I mean, the season's <laughs> just getting to us, so I mean, I I, I will not take shit from you on this. Um, Don't. Don't tell her I said that. I good. I mean, it's it's been recorded, so she's gonna watch. It. <laughs> she doesn't watch anyway. the show. She doesn't give a damn. Um, so, and I and I I remember, I I picked up my cards and I looked at my phone and I went, <laughs> "Fuck!" Right? And she goes, "Pardon?" I went, "Yeah, these are some nice looking cards." Right? <laughs> totally tried to just play it off, but yeah, he just he just manhandled the guy in the corner, and I'm just like, "Jesus, this is what I want!" Right? Yeah. You know, as and, a, as an ex defensive player, and 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 a guy that just, I'm I'm a huge defensive person. I I love how stay at home defensemen kick ass and 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 play their game. Yeah. I, I'm a huge huge fan of that style. Yeah. So he's not a defenseman. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he's still. I mean, he, but he's got that. He's got that size, and that's how that's how he plays, in my opinion. Like he. he, he yeah. He comes back on the play hard. Oh is, yeah, which is and nice. And you don't expect somebody who's that large. I, I think he's like two thirty or something like that. I think he's like two twenty eight, and he's six seven. And yeah. you don't expect somebody like that to be very fast. You kind of expect them to be slow. Yeah. And I was really really impressed with his speed. Yeah. Like he looked like he was quite quick. Um, playing with you know these kids, the one thing that these kids have is they're fast. Yeah, right. Most of them are pretty quick. So I was really impressed with that, and and his net like his corners, like you were saying, and and board play was were seemed really good, mm-hmm. and his net front play was just superb. He every time his line got out on the ice and in the offensive zone, he'd park him like. Second, they got into the zone. He'd skate directly to the front of the net, get in between the defender and the goalie, and just stand there. Yeah, and just just push people around and stand there. And it was fantastic. It was great to watch. It's something you want. Like, and I'm not saying he's an NHL player because he's not yet. He could eventually be, but 
he's um yeah he's if we had a guy who was doing that against Dallas that would have been a four game series yeah 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 for sure um but Walker Dewar also impressed me very much um you know he's a guy who could easily play on our fourth line if we needed him to yeah um and that's kind of how he played in the in the young stars game very good uh one of the standouts he's he's an nhl ready player but he there's no real spot for him on the on the uh squad right now especially with lucic and possibly richie but i wouldn't hate him being on there um and the last player i wanted to touch on was jeremy poirier did you watch him at all i didn't really notice him in the in the limited parts of the games that I watched, I didn't really notice him at all. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, he was our third round pick uh, two drafts ago. And he actually fell his ranking in that draft. He was at some points in the season at the beginning of the year, he was a top 10 pick and he fell to, to the third round to us. Um, and the reason, the main reason he fell to the third round is because a lack of defense. He, you know, he's a defenseman and there was, he was great offensively. He played for, um, he played in the queue with, uh, with uh, Pelche on the same team. And he, yeah, his defense was shit, honestly. And his offense was very good, but he's a defenseman and people were worried about that. So he fell. And I was watching that specifically and I was really impressed with the strides he seemed to take offensive or sorry, defensively. Mm -hmm. He seemed obviously not perfect or anything like that, but he seemed to like he had worked on his defense. And that was kind of the the scouting report going in is he spent all last year after getting drafted, really working on his defense. And you could tell because he was using his speed, not just like Shillington uses his speed. He used, he was using his speed to get back and, and break up plays and, and get in the proper defensive position and, and stuff like that. Um, His offense still looked great Uh, on the power play and stuff like that. he, got a nice assist on the power play that I saw. Um, other than that, kind of nothing uh, as far as production, but very good looking power play with, with him on the ice. Well, and, and if he's going to, if, if he's going to start producing in a, in a 200 foot level, he'll, he'll find himself on the roster quicker. Oh, hundred percent. You know, you know, like one dimensional players, you know, generally either have to be elite at what you're doing if you're one dimensional. Yeah. Or or be, you know, all dimensions and 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 then you're you're gonna find yourself a spot on the roster. Um next like not this year coming, like this year as in like a week from now is when yeah. the preseason starts or less than. It's awesome. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Um so I mean I I think another another year is going to do him wonders and and let him keep building on his strengths and and continuing on and I think he'll he'll uh, push for for an actual spot next year. 
That's quite possible. And one thing that's really good too is he, him and Jan Kuznetsov, who's, um, I didn't know this too much. Um, I noticed him in camp last year, but I did I have didn't really notice him in, uh, in the rookie games this year. But, um, they've been a pair all all last season. They were a pair in in the queue, um. And they're both, you know, Calgary prospects. One of them is an offensive defenseman, and the other one is a stay-at-home defensive defenseman. Right. And if those guys can kind of develop at a similar level and become, you know, an NHL pair at some point, the, the pairs like that generally have great um, synergy. And, you know, as, as long as they both work out, which, you know, Fair. I think that's a long shot. It is, but at yeah. this, but at the same time, you know, there's always that uh, off chance that you can have a pair kind of come up through the organization like that and become very good together as an NHL pair, and that would be great because I can't remember last time that happened to us. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. No, they're you're you're absolutely right. Um, I, I think do you, are they both playing in, in uh for the Wranglers this year? Yep. Good. Yep. Good. Yeah. No, that's yep. good. I, again I'm I'm also excited to to uh be able to watch uh some AHL games in Calgary this year as well. Yeah. I think they're gonna be televised more, which I'm excited for mm-hmm. because that was the main reason, you know, it's hard to find a, a stream for uh for ahl games sometimes yeah um, but if they're being televised i'm a lot more likely to just watch them right yeah. uh so yeah absolutely i mean if if nothing else i would imagine they're going to get a lot of streams on uh on uh, calgary flames tv right mm-hmm. you know, yeah i hope so because i mean there's their gear is going to be set up anyway so I might think, as well yeah might as well promote it as much as you can yeah. i think that'll be good It'd be nice to be able to watch them often. You know, I, I watched 100%. a number of games last year. I kind of found some streams for it. I, I almost paid for the uh, the actual full season package, but I just couldn't commit my time to it. It's a lot of time. Like, I like watching games of different teams too, not just the Flames. Right. But it's really hard as you grow older to, like, when I was younger, I'd be able to watch all the hockey I wanted. But as you grow older, it's kind of harder to to watch, you know, yeah. every single game. Like I usually still try to in the playoffs, but I can't. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. So even even if you're just trying to watch one AHL team and one NHL team, it's hard to get that much time on your hands. That's one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> it's one hundred percent accurate. Life is uh, life is busy. That this. Yeah. The uh, you know, some of you know, I've I've got a I've got a family that we're 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 we do quite a bit together. Um, thankfully, my wife allows me. I say allow. We uh, we've come to a mutual agreement that uh, my eighty-two season is is mine. Um, so and because I come home and I've got my man cave and I watch it uh, here if I'm not at the dome. So, see, she's uh, she's normally okay with 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 that because I'm I'm not out and about. Yeah, you know, as as when 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 my kids were younger, you know, I was, I was always home and putting them to bed, 
and that was back when I had cable years ago and and so I would record the game and then and then put the kids to bed and come and start and which was great because I could fast forward commercials it was fantastic I had all the time mm-hmm. in the world for that yeah <laughs> yeah well it uh, was not too too much to talk about um nope since since last we spoke but there it is uh, a little bit about training camp uh, a little bit about prospect camp and some ptos um make sure you hit that subscribe button let us know what you think about uh the prospects you saw at, at prospect camp if you were watching uh in the comment section below uh, and uh yeah just like that just like that thanks for watching everybody cheers